Hello, everyone. I am District 4 Commissioner Marlene Foscue, and you are listening to Better Together with Commissioner Foscue, where my guests and I share ideas and discuss issues impacting Gwinnett County. Wherever you are listening or watching, thank you for joining us. In this episode, I have invited Gwinnett County Health and Human Services Division Director, Regina Miller, to discuss how Gwinnett has adapted its senior services and more to keep everyone safe during COVID-19. I am so happy our listeners get to hear from you, Regina. Thank you for taking the time to join us. I know you and your team have been very busy. So there's so much to unpack. But first, I think it's important for our listeners to learn a little bit about you and the work you do and your teams uh, and what your teams may do for our residents. Can you tell us about yourself and your role with the county? Of course. And first, thank you, Commissioner, for having me on today. On behalf of the entire team of Health and Human Services, I just am enjoying this opportunity to be able to speak more with everyone. So as a division director, uh, I do oversee the entire group of Health and Human Services, which includes as our mission to help and serve the well-being of the community, whether it's families, youth, and especially our senior citizens. So what about your personal life? Or do you have a family? Are you married? What You know what? Yeah, so my husband's family is located here in Georgia. He okay. is a Georgia born and bred, as he likes to call it. And we have one uh, cowboy corgi uh, puppy named Jupiter, who's okay. named after our favorite hobby, which is stargazing. Okay. So where are you from statewide? Statewide. I originally grew up in Oklahoma. Oh, and way. Yes. And then spent a lot of my years in Philadelphia and Pennsylvania. Okay. And then came to Georgia uh, because of the new college when it opened. Which college? Back, uh, Georgia Gwinnett College. Really? So you're yes. one of the newer I was, beginning students. I, well, I was a founding uh, staff member there oh, at wow. the college. I yes. didn't know that. Yes. Well, we are glad to have you so much. <laughs> Thank um, you. So with Health and Human Services, we know, as you said, it, it covers so many critical needs. Can you break down all the areas within your division? Like you mentioned youth and you mentioned adults and you mentioned seniors. Is it anything else or did we miss something? Uh, we, we have obviously that broad range and it falls under two areas, which is programs and our centers. Our programs include care management, transportation, in-home, which includes our respite and homemaker, and also our home-delivered meals. On the other side of the house, as we call it, are our centers, and that includes our one-stop facilities that house our partner organizations, such as the health department, mm -hmm. Viewpoint Health, and also the TAG office. Uh, we also have a library that is attached to one of our one-stops. And then, of course, one of our most critical operations, uh, Back on the senior side are our senior centers, of which we have six. Uh, four are our traditional setups, and then two are our satellites uh, located in Grayson and Snellville. Okay. I know today our focus would be on seniors. Yes. So to start off that conversation, um, define what a senior is or who is a senior here in Gwinnett County. And at the same time, what are some of the benefits that our seniors can experience here in Gwinnett? So that is a great question to ask because seniors define themselves in so many ways. Mm -hmm. They define themselves anywhere from older adults to seasoned adults. <laughs> they also obviously uh, define themselves by age. Uh, I have some 90-year-old seniors who really? will tell me, I'm not a senior, honey. Don't call me that. <laughs> and then I also have those that are uh, 50 and above that also will define themselves in that category as well. Our group, specifically in Health and Human Services, focuses on 60 years of age and so older. 60. Okay. Yes. 
So today I'm particularly interested in discussing the services we will provide to our senior residents. Mm -hmm. How have you all adjusted senior services since COVID-19 pandemic hit us? Yes. So on March 13th, uh, as we all know, it became a very defining date for Health and Human Services. We made the critical decision to keep our seniors safe, first and foremost. We ended up temporarily closing down our senior centers, but within that weekend time period from the 13th forward, by Monday morning, we had worked over the weekend to prepare extra meals and to also make sure our services were aligned. On Monday, we were able to start delivering not only to our home-delivered meal services and continue those ongoing services, but we also picked up all of our congregate clients, who were those in the senior centers, and began delivering meals to them. We also shifted operations automatically to be able to start calling all of our seniors. We call them well check calls. Okay. But these calls are critical because a lot of our seniors, as we all know, became isolated during this time period. So they really benefit from that outreach, from that interaction, and just from having that friendly voice that they understand and they know and are familiar with. So I recently read somewhere, I read a lot, so I don't want to quote exactly where I read it from, <laughs> but I recently read somewhere that Gwinnett County have the second largest population of seniors in the state of Georgia. Is that true? That is very true. Oh, we, wow. We actually have over 60, I believe it's 64% of our population are seniors. They're, they are among the largest population along with our school-age children. So they are the uh, two populations that dominate what Gwinnett does in live, work, and play. So if COVID-19 was not here, yes. what kind of challenges do you think uh, know of that some of our seniors would have experienced anyway. Is it is it transportation? Is it food insecurities? Homelessness? What what type of thing? It's actually a variety of those. Okay. Um, we have identified with you know just conversations with our seniors. So whether it's anecdotal or just what we've been able to pull out from data that we collect, a lot of our seniors are in some uh, socio socioeconomic uh, changes. So many of them are on fixed incomes. So they face sometimes a lot of food insecurity. Security. Some of them are remaining in their homes. Our mission is to obviously have them age in place, but that's not only just to provide that, you know, socialization piece, but also with the community, but also to make sure that they have a place to be. Some of our assisted living facilities are actually beyond their reach. So it's important for us to be able to try to provide as many services that Gwinnett County can offer, as well as many of our partners that we work with in the community so that we can help find that best way for them to age. What does age in place mean? Because it's, it's probably, it may be a definition to differently to uh, many people, but what does that mean basically to us? So uh, here in Gwinnett, we define it as being able to have the senior remain in their home, in their community. We know that connection is very important here in Gwinnett. So many of our cities and the county work in obvious ways to, to keep everyone connected. But we want our seniors to remain in that piece. Many of them are living either with family members or they're living alone and being isolated. So we're just finding ways for them to age in their own home and be able to exist with the resources that they can still access around them. So being able to go to a familiar grocery store that is nearby, uh, being able to interact with their friends still who they've either, you know, 
have had around them in the community or also identify some of those new friends that they, they need to get out and find. Okay. Now, I'm not sure that many people realize that the county offers a care management program yes. that will assist seniors with developing a plan to connect them with the services that meet their specific needs. Mm -hmm. Can you share a little bit more about that particular program? Sure. I like to refer to our care managers as the navigators of our ship. Okay. They are the ones that actually are the first ones on the front line that are greeting our seniors, whether by phone call or by interaction. So during COVID, obviously, it's been a lot more phone calls. When a senior or uh, a caregiver, in that case sometimes as well, if it's someone who is a relative of the senior taking care of them, calls in, they identify and tell us what some of those needs are of those seniors, whether it's conversation of my mother or my aunt, my great aunt need to have uh, some meals delivered, or they may need some help with some light housekeeping because they don't have as much mobility. Our care managers automatically take that, and we talked about unpacking, kind of think of them as the navigator's travel agents. They're the ones that are identifying what's in that portfolio for that senior. But what that means is we're bridging the services automatically, whether if, you know, they are facing some in food insecurity, making sure they're receiving more than uh, just, you know, one meal, that we sometimes we are sustaining them throughout a week with meals that are delivered so that they have something because some of those fridges may be empty whether it's uh, if they are obviously with low mobility, if they are not able to get around as much. You know, it may be something as simple as coming in and dusting around in some of their homes. Oh, really? Uh, some actually face with our respite. Um, uh, many of them have caregivers that work with them. Okay. That service particularly is, is actually for our caregivers to take a rest. It's a respite um, to have a few hours because many of us are in the situations with our families of caregiving our parents as well as caregiving with our children. So, you know, we have a lot of families in Gwinnett that are holding many responsibilities. So that respite care is designed to help that senior who's aging. And so they don't have to, they have some dignity in being able to continue living in their home, but also providing that caregiver the opportunity to take a step back. So I'm not a senior yet. That's okay. I, I, I'm striving to be there, of course. But I am a grandparent. And yes. you mentioned that you were talking and speaking of families. Now, I understand that there are some seniors who are taking care of their grandchildren, but they also have to return for whatever reason to the workplace. Yes, um, Have you seen a lot of challenges or do, are you aware of a lot of challenges that seniors may incur because of that? Yes. Um, so before COVID, a lot of our seniors obviously were in positions of grandparents raising grandchildren. So they are responsible for the care, whether it's a parent that's just had to temporarily step out of that family unit or whatever the situation may be. The grandparents step in and care. So what this means for a lot of our grandparents is some have actually at various ages had to return to work. Wow. So in that case, uh, especially what we saw in COVID is we've seen some effects of unemployment. Some jobs obviously shifted and changed as we saw during the pandemic. So some of our seniors who either held a part-time position or were holding some full-time positions in cases were actually kind of uh, actually downsized out of positions. So we have seen um, a, a huge impact that's been seen through Department of Labor mm -hmm. and how unemployment assistance being processed, but just as well, just how they're being able to care for their grandchildren. Several of our kids, actually students, returned home because of digital learning. It's true. So now you have a grandparent who is not only navigating, you know, working with that grandchild to make sure their sustainable and basic needs are met, but now you're introducing some technology pieces as well to help them with that learning piece and be able to help their child and or grandchild in that case succeed. Well, this is great information, but let's take a break. But when we return, we'll talk more about how the county has adapted our senior service has adapted to our senior services. Stay tuned.
Despite challenges presented by the pandemic, Gwinnett residents continue to step up and serve others through weekly mobile food distributions, community cleanups, and more. This spring, there are an abundant volunteer opportunities to help fellow residents while staying vibrantly connected. To learn more and register for upcoming opportunities, visit volunteergwinnett.net. Also remember, when volunteering in person, follow social distancing guidelines and wear a mask to prevent the spread of COVID-19. Now back to the conversation. Thank you for those announcements. What new initiatives are you looking forward to rolling out this year? So uh, due to the pandemic, we actually have introduced more technology with our seniors. I am so excited uh, when we actually had to isolate with so many of our seniors, our programming in a way almost almost started to halt. But what we were able to do was pick up right away and introduce virtual programming. Now, with a senior, it has taken some time and some challenge. Many are very adept and have been able to log straight in and go forward. But we all know, even as even ourselves, as you know, across the board, technology can be a little bit of a challenge. So we're actually seeking and working with some uh, other outside agencies to see how we can better adapt technology so it's simple. So very simple button technology where someone can choose and navigate. Uh, we saw that the most, actually, and what kind of prompted that was recently with the vaccine rollout. We've seen that a lot of our seniors have had some challenges uh, you know, signing on and getting in touch with being able to uh, book their vaccine appointments. So what I was really excited about was the health department was able to work with us on a pilot initiative. And okay. uh, in January, when we first started to see the increased rise of obviously those senior numbers and the needs for them to be vaccinated, we worked together to find the best solution. What we were able to do is open up a bank of pilot appointments. And over a series of less than four days, we were able to book over 188 appointments. Really? Helping. So did we use our staff to do that? We or did. How did we do that? We did. Um, we obviously have a, a contact and familiarity with many of our seniors here in Gwinnett. So we were able to work with ha uh, county staff that uh, already work on a daily basis with, remember, those well check calls we talked about. Mm -hmm. So we worked that straight into what we do in our normal well check calls. So when we set a well check and checked in to see how that senior was doing, we also asked them about their interest and were they able to get their vaccine. So by working that into something familiar, the senior was able to help give us information. We were able to log their appointment. And this week, we've been successfully able to send them and have them get their vaccines. Were we able to do that also for their second appointments, or is that just for their first appointment? So, so far, it is just for the first, but what we've set them up with is bringing their own calendars, so they're able to book their second appointment on site immediately. Oh, so when they go to get a vaccine, yes. then they can... Then exactly, they can, oh, okay. exactly. And they all very much prefer to work with that person hand-in-hand, hand. so there's a person there that's ready to help them and, and walk through that step with them next. Now, the really cool part about all of this was a lot of our seniors face some transparency transportation issues. So we were actually able to accommodate 35 of those appointments for seniors that otherwise wouldn't be able to drive to the clinic or even sometimes in cases get to their doctor for that appointment. We were able to transport them through our transportation services. And what's really, really neat about this is you find out how all the connections work together. Right. We're funded by the Atlanta Regional Commission as well okay. as Gwinnett County. So we've actually been able to use funding that is already allocated to us for our transportation to be used for those appointments. So, so what can we do? in the future to let other seniors know who may be seniors who are participating already with um, Gwinnett County to mm -hmm. know about transportation for that 
purpose like that? Definitely. Because you mentioned 35, but I know we have more than 35 we, seniors we definitely in Gwinnett do. County. We definitely do. So what we are being able to offer is we're trying to get the word out through social media, through other print and other, other ways to let people know they can book those transportation appointments. So they call our senior main line, uh, 678-377-4150, or they reach out to us uh, via our website as well, if that's easier to navigate. And they contact us and we are able to start working through them with their care manager, as well as those in our transportation staff to book those non-emergency medical appointments, book those vaccine appointments, or if they have something like a prescription that needs to be picked up, or perhaps maybe even a grocery trip, we still have many of what we're calling Kroger hours. So our seniors are still being able to access and do that safely and isolated. Is there a cost? Uh, there, in some cases, there is a cost share that's associated, but it's actually extremely low. And in many cases, because of due to once we analyze and we look and we talk with them and, and talk about where their financial status is, where many of those appointments are actually free. Okay. Are there any virtual programs or events coming up in March that you want to shout out? Is there anything going on Is it that you like to mention? Very much so. So as I talked before about when we launched some of our virtual programming, our seniors have been able to basically interactively attend our senior centers on screen. Mm-hmm. So we've brought back many of their favorite instructors from chair yoga to getting some of that stretching in with Tai Chi. Mm-hmm. We've also been able to offer some nutrition programming, which is really good. We all know at the beginning of the year, we're all trying to get healthier eating, healthier diets. So we continue to offer many of those and also offering very educational pieces such as Medicare 101, which is always useful no matter whether you're in Medicare or starting to just get into more learning about it. It offers some of those great questions that need to be answered. Well, I know that I'm aware of some seniors who really felt isolated during this pandemic. Um, how can they become more active in their own settings? What, what are some of the things that they can possibly do in their own homes or their neighborhoods? Definitely. Well, a lot of times what we've been trying to do is do our outreach to get in touch with as many seniors as possible. But we know this population is so big, we cannot touch every single senior in that way. So what we encourage them to do is also kind of have that interaction safely with neighbors. We know there are ways to social distance. We have seen great creative ways that our seniors have done porch visits so that, you know, uh, someone can come from the family and be able to visit, but you're doing it safely. But that way you're still getting that love. You're getting that interaction. We also encourage, obviously, as well, a lot of those well check calls. Uh, you know, check in and, and, and make sure that they are okay. But also seniors are very much welcome to pick up the phone and check in with us. Are there any opportunities for seniors to volunteer? They're fine themselves. They want a social distance, (laughs) but they just want the opportunity to help someone else. Yes. Well, Commissioner, I'm glad you mentioned that because I have so many seniors that we call that have calls on the regular basis that tell us, I want to get involved. I want to be able to help my community. You've helped me. It's my turn to give back. So many of them actually help us with uh, some that are driving will help us as volunteer drivers to help deliver some meals out to other seniors. We also have opportunities for packing meals on site. So we've been able to do that as well. But we also have um, some seniors that are doing some peer interaction as well. We actually have this really neat pen pal program 
program that we're getting ready to put out in the next year. So it can be multi-generational. We're working with some of the Gwinnett County Public Schools, as well as some of our seniors to be able to help bridge. You know, it's not too old-fashioned to pick up a pen and paper these days. Wow, so some you know, people may think I was so. going to say they may <laughs> think so, but, you know, sometimes that can be the best kind of technology because we're finding ways to connect there, but we're also finding ways that, you know, let's put everyone into their comfort zone sometimes because this is just a difficult time period to get through, and this is what we need to do is help them the most. If you had a couple of words that you would like to see, um, like to say and share with some of our seniors who may be listening today, yes, here's your opportunity. What would you like to say? So I would definitely encourage anyone who's out there who is not already receiving resources to get in touch with us. And just to give my own anecdote of what we kind of discovered as a team, um, when the pandemic started, we realized that we were being termed as being essential. But what we realized and what I want them to understand is we became essential because they are the most essential population to serve. And at the end of the day, that is why we get up every day, we come into work, and we keep doing more and more to level up and provide more services in ways that we can help them. Well, Regina, that was well said. I couldn't have said more myself, but you've shared a great deal of insight about how the county has continued to provide critical services to our residents. It was great having you join us today, as you know. Thank you for all your hard work, Regina, and all that the staff does. So the call to action follow, just feel free to subscribe to our podcast to keep up with new episodes on Spotify or by visiting GwinnettCounty.com. You can also watch the video version of the podcast on TV Gwinnett and Vimeo. Until next time, and always remember, we are much better working together.